Welcome to the Metagame Minute. The Metagame Minute. Welcome, one and all, our weekly Metagame show today with me and uh, Bentley as Rafirian. Uh, how uh, how would you uh, how you enjoy your one on one there? I got to tell you something. Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, I wouldn't want to necessarily do this like every week. Mm-hmm. Like if this was like my D and D thing of choice. I wouldn't want to do it every week, but I think an underrated form of playing this type of stuff, mm-hmm. especially if you're a good storyteller, as you are, and you are, you know, and you prepare and you have like a lot of good ideas and like going back to like when Dash and I did it, um, he sent me like a paragraph and then I expounded that into like six paragraphs and sent it back to him and then we did four hours on it so i think there's a thing of like storyteller and then also performer Mm -hmm. where you can have so much fun doing a one-on-one session now like i wouldn't just want to play D &D with you every single week for a couple of hours (laughs) like this but i think for other folks out there listening like think about splitting up your party and think about doing like a one-on-one, like a two-hour sesh or For something sure, like yeah. that. Because one, there's a lot of stuff in there that like you can like make happen. I think that was kind of the goal of these things. Like there's a lot of individual things that we can bring back to like when, uh, you know, when we come back uh, as of right now, it, it'll be, you know, we're in the second week of November, I believe. And it'll be December, like when we all get back together as a group spoiler. But like, <laughs> um, you know, it, it it's... It's such a cool and unique and interesting thing. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. But yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, this this one on one very different than the group scenario. Prepare. I'm definitely preparing each of these so differently than I would uh, group uh, sessions. But it does. It it you get to stretch your legs a lot more with your character. You get to do a lot more. You know things that you i think want to do with your character and for me it's been you know telling stories and putting you in situations that i think would be interesting for you to play in um definitely not all the time like this this kind of setup but i i'm really digging that we're doing this for everyone uh yeah this yeah and and so 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 there's a question for you like when you came in at the end of uh, last season season three Mm -hmm. uh you know like i brought you in early on for something and then i brought you in for the finale for those those awesome dwarf twins that you those like you fine, made yeah. um uh uh you were you were going from just playing tabletops and D and doing all this stuff for you know i'm assuming a decade or more right right already and you were coming into a show format and i yeah. remember having discussions with you when when we decided that you were going to be the person that took over uh you know for season four as the dm i go remember it's not just we are doing a show and mm-hmm. we are doing this and so there is a format and there's in that's why i brought you in Leo, like when i did um in season three just to sort of test out and we've said this before like test everybody out and test you out and like so your adaptation, I've said this to you via text, but I'm going to say it on, on, and I think I may have said it on audio, but like your adaptation to, and I went back and I started listening to season four, you know, from the beginning, uh, my goal was to listen to all of it before I did this <laughs> and I got to episode four. Um, but your adaptation to the show format, the idea of 
playing that you, I think you probably had to adapt to knowing that there is an audience listening. Mm-hmm. It's not just about us in the room. And it is about us. Definitely. In the room yeah. There's definitely been a learning curve with that. There's, you know, and that sort of thing. But I think you've adapted it super well. And then I told you, I think, I don't know, I think it was a month or two months ago or something. I go, look, this is something I always did for like when I was doing it, I did like a Halloween episode, that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. then we figured out it like there's five, there's five players you know, there's five players, there's five Mondays in November, let's do this, and then, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, you, so yeah. then, like, you curtailed your story, did this. So my question to you, I just did all that backstory for, for the people listening, Metagame Minute, baby. Um, <laughs> the single adventures, uh, you know, have you ever done anything like this before, yes or no? Uh, once, when I was preparing for... Um, the start of a campaign, I did some one-on-ones with my players to get them to this, where the start of the campaign would be. Okay. Um, so that was, that was a little bit of this. This much, this big for this kind of backstory of a story. And then my second been, question yeah. is, and you're starting to dovetail into it, how did you prepare for all of our... Like, I, I'm the second one coming out. Mm-hmm. But I'm the fourth one to be recorded, so I've seen everybody else's. Mm-hmm. The only one at this point left to be recorded is Rats, and uh, um, so I've seen everyone else's. I kind of remember. How did you prepare for everyone's sort of like individual story, like, and and how did you like? How did you make? Because I'm going to tell you this right now. Like I, I, I had ideas about my family, mm-hmm. and it wasn't what you just did. Like my in my head, how I wrote my story, mm-hmm. my family helped start the monastery. My family is part of the monastery of the Silver Song. My and and you have it completely different. So now that's what it is. Well, in 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 part of that, you, that that backstory of them starting the monastery is mm-hmm. still absolutely true. Okay, um, they're a noble family that okay. lives in this place, Javiel. But is closely associated with the Shadow Song Academy, right? Um, so I guess I guess the only small difference in like what I had written down was that my parents are at the monastery all the time, oh, and I didn't gotcha. grow up in like a rich rich place. I grew up at the monastery because my parents. It's kind of like uh, I, I took it from Jackie Chan's autobiography, where mm-hmm. he, he he was in this Beijing Opera Martial Arts Academy, where it's like it's not just a martial arts academy. It is like you know if we want to go airbender it's all you know it's a bunch of different styles so it's like you come in and you learn like the first three levels and it's all this basic stuff and then it's kind of like college you kind of pick you know the 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 school of magic Mm -hmm. you want to learn the monastery the stuff and some of it is performance magic so that's like a bard college within the monastery there's all this different shit and so like and my parents were more the performance side the bard and i just happened to be this weird freak thing but i'm enjoying this i'm gonna adapt to it you fucking and yeah, we have we've talked about your backstory in in we've, many different variations. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but 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 uh, you I know. touched you a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this is this is what I've I've been I like it. building and 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 having I love for that story. I love it because um, it wasn't something that I dictated. And this whole thing with my uncle, I remember you said I was like I've got all, you're like I have an idea for your uncle. Yeah, and I yeah, went yeah. and that was like six months ago. Yeah. And I was like oh bummer I had all these fun ideas and I fucking. And this and blew my fucking to, brain out. To circle to circle back around to yeah, it yeah. is how did kind you of design how did you design things. all of our individual shits? Yeah. There's there's a number of things I wanted 
like and how much of it did you know back in episode one or like when did you start developing it okay go yeah uh i mean the development's always very fluid and and a lot of this has been from the storyline of the the kenkus and the basement that you guys have been pulling at and so a lot of it's associated with that um the big thing i wanted to do was tell the story of this family and this home and where they were where they are so that you have like this deeper understanding of where this what this chateau de magnus is because it's yeah. been such a central thing for this season 100 um and so that was my big grand view was let's tell the story let's tell five different unique stories that show off what this place used to be yeah. that relates to your characters in some way um so for yours it's been um going with gene who you uh, kind of can maybe guess this left the family to join another noble uh family in a different land i wouldn't have guessed that at all. um yeah, so, the, so I'm so, a fucking dum dum when it comes to all this shit. Like that's why I yeah. love the metagame well, minutes. <laughs> Riff knows that uh, Haviel, the you know nation that they grew up in, is would, across the world from sure. Uh, would would Riff know Alistair? No. Alistair would uh-uh, be older. No. Alistair is older, and this is the metagame minute. I will say this: uh, Boz Tony uh, back probably twelve years ago played one game of D&D with me and he played Lord Rybang, the okay. vampire hunter. Okay. And so when I'm building this when I was building the story, I knew Jean had left and she had joined this noble family in Javiel and Oh wait, when, she's part of the uh, Tony's uh, Boz's 45th parallel podcast. Check it out. Yeah. Um uh sh- that's like her, her husband. Uh Lord Rybang is or she she marries Lord Rybang. They uh-huh. have a child. Who was who grows up to be the character that Tony plays? Uh. Because he played Lord Rybang, the vampire hunter, and I have this character that's over in this nation where he was in when he played, and it just all made sense. Uh-huh. Well, of course, that's her son who grows up to be the vampire hunter uh. because he learns that from his mom. Oh, so that's who I was playing, Alistair. That's who you were playing as was Alistair Rybang. So I was playing Tony as a kid. Yes. That's so dope. Yeah. Shout out to Boz. Yeah. 45th parallel. And uh, I, yeah, I asked him about that, and he up? has no memory of it. I think we... Oh, you uh, you asked him recently? Yeah. Oh, yeah, just a few weeks ago. Um, <laughs> I, I know I've seen his character sheet in my files somewhere, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. been lost in the moves. Um, we got to find it and so we can scan it and put it yeah, on the Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that's back in, like, fourth edition. Uh, it oh, yeah, was... Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I, I forget the adventure we went so on. So how did you go out for like, one I mean, you kind, of, you kind of answered it, but, like... As far as all of our characters go, mm-hmm. based off of like everything that we've been doing and that sort of stuff, like how did you going into this? Because I gave you about a month, month and a half sort of prep, being like, yeah. "This is where we're at in the recording process." Um, because as, as of right now, we're in at the end of August uh, for for all for all you listeners, and because of you know quarantine and COVID and all that, so we just started playing every Tuesday for a couple hours, and like we. We knocked play, out yeah. we yeah in like june <laughs> at, in june we were at the end of august and so you know so like we were knocking out episodes left and right we used to do like one session a month for like a long time and then we were just playing for a couple hours every single week you know for like three months and mm-hmm. we got really ahead so i said hey we're getting to this point 
so you have about a month or month plus of prep time. Yeah. And and, and so, I said so like we that, could do like a Halloween October thing or right. and then then we, we you and I were both looking at the calendar and you go hey there's five weeks in November and I go fuck there is five like mm-hmm. what if you and I told you about the solo stuff and what we did way back in season one we did these solo episodes just because yeah. of scheduling shit I was like we should do something like that so how did you go about preparing it for each individual character and i know you just said you wanted to tell the story of the right. chateau and that was my my initial idea was to actually have you guys play different characters kind of go back in time and you play as the family yeah. and they do some sort of like murder mystery ghost thing in the house uh, that yeah, was my I, first idea i remember you telling me that yeah and then we came up with this idea that there's you know five uh, episodes are going to be in, in November. We could do a one-on-one like you were talking about you had done before. And that's where the ideas really started to come where I could do a and one-on-one we got to play with in person everyone. Again, because for, for all you folks out there, we're playing in my driveway. Yeah. <laughs> socially distanced. Playing in my driveway uh, outside. And, uh, you know, uh, so anyway. Um, and so I still want to do the thing where we kind of went back in time. We tell the story of the family. Uh, and But we had gotten to this point where, the, you know, this big thing was happening with the thing in the dungeon with this Aboleth. And so then I wanted to tell the story of how it came here. And so that's how this, all these will be structured. And that's is, what was in my box in this episode? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so it tells the story from... You know, where Bairn, which would be last episode, uh, incurs the debt of it. Uh, your story right now is how, um, you know, you kind of safeguard it. And then there will be, a, you know, a couple other stories of how basically it gets there and how Gaston is trying to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and so that was my big overarching kind of storyline for all of the episodes. And then I just kind of looked at each one, figured out what I wanted to do in it what i thought would be interesting for your specific character since we're doing one-on-one i don't yeah. have to try and appeal to everyone you know i wanted to tell a story that i thought you would be you would be able to kind of grab and i think you've of. done that very well and and people will hear it once again since i'm only the second week but uh we've recorded four of the weeks mm-hmm. at this point you've played to everyone's personality strengths in the way they like to play yeah very well yeah um and so yeah, and, because and then, I had a fucking blast. Good, I'm glad. Uh, and this is the lo- I, I, and, and I can tell you this: this is the longest one. Yeah, I think so. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, th- this one. You know, I I know I wanted to do the thing with the uncle because that's been a big story, and yeah. I wanted to get that out. That um, I'm not gonna lie to you. That fucked me up, man. Cool. That's that, what I was that for. really fuck like you were telling me this stuff and like how can conv- because you've done that to me before where like this person like you know I'm talking to this person like they're confused and like you know I'm talking about the ghostwise halfling of the you know like people aren't responding to it and that kind of shit but then I'm telling I'm talking to my uncle I'm like now is he fucking with me because we're in a dream and then like and then you started explaining shit, and then you started doing this thing like I'm a fucking fraud shit yeah and I was like oh you motherfucker and the entire time like. You can hear me go quiet. I I went quiet for several minutes or mm-hmm. something like yeah, that. Yeah. And like you, you as the DM saw my face. My eyes got wide. My like I just put like the microphone on my chin and my mouth was open. And I was just smiling, a huge smile as you explain all this shit about how you're a fucking fraud. And I was like, you motherfucker. I was I was so blown away. That's such a cool fucking thing. Like, <laughs> how did you think of it? Fuck you. Explain yourself. Uh, I mean, what specifically? You know, there's only so much I'm going to give because 
this this uncle storyline is, is no i understand explain now, explain what you fun. can explain like how did you think of it why why did you why did you want to fuck me over <laughs> um well with with the the uncle being the fraud uh it's something we had talked about was that this this thing that happens with with your family that the ghostwise halfling shows up every so many generations and then we had i like i you know i had this this player one of my first players was a ghostwise halfling in so many ways um yeah, it was very similar. The way I think of the Ghostwise halflings are these kind of undead adjacent, not not that they're undead, but that they're they they can see the undead in in some way. Interesting. And that's so, cool though. Cuz you've never expressed you've, like you've never that. expressed that to me. So that's that's yeah. it, and that's it makes... why that's why the family is very associated with shadows with the dead with uh. making sure they stay dead and that's why they're so associated with the and why alistair like looked weird and gray that's interesting that was because alistair alistair rybang lord rybang his character i think was a shotter kai which was like this shadowy elf oh, okay back in fourth edition oh, okay. and so his father is that that's, oh, that's what it is okay um but the but 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 it was generations I just viewed it that as it, like it would you were, happen. Like the the dream was starting to split, and I was starting to look more like me or something. When, I will, I will say this: when you entered that place, Alistair kind of went away. Okay. When that happened, um, which did was he, odd. Did Riff ever really go away though? Because I just played Alistair the exact same way. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. And that's well, that's, second, how, that's how I have expected everyone to do the it. The second that you said that, like. Alistair was a little kid, like when we were playing like the hide and seek or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can just play it the same way. Yeah. Um, shoot, what was I thinking? Oh, that's right. The, the, the generations. Uh, yeah. Like that. This thought came into my head. It's like, well, I, he's your uncle's a fraud. Then. Yeah, yeah. Something happened, and I'm like, I don't know what what it was that happened. Like back when we first started, but it's like something he's doing is he's not what he says he is. That's yeah. why the family doesn't like him. That's why he's gone. Is he's that's tried so to hide great. this? I and always then, just thought it was because he was in you know, and Riff. Well, me Bentley, but also Riff. Like, just thought it was because. Oh, this is the burden I'm going to have to bear. I'm a ghostwise half. Like people aren't going to respect me, and so like when you know I've always played it this way. Like whenever I've gone out and I've like listed all my titles and stuff, and be like, and I'm like, this is just the burden you have to bear because you're, <laughs> you're the ghostwise halfling of the age. And now it also it might just like, and now you're having me as a player and me as a character rethink it. Where I go, mm-hmm. these people probably just don't know who the fuck you are. Yeah, and, everyone that has and known also, the name and has also given it's you been at respect. least like a hundred years since one was around, so probably no one knows who the fuck it is because your uncle actually isn't one and hasn't been using the title, right? And you just fucking blew my mind with that shit. Yeah, yeah. and so and so they, yeah, they, and that's the thing is you're the ghostwise halfling of the age. I want to make sure you, the player that's playing now, felt like you were this. You know, you're the you're the character that's that's here. It's it's your story. It's not your uncle's story. It's not like you're going after him. He was a fraud. He was he took this and you and, and took advantage of the situation. The fact that he doesn't even know what the treasure of Aether is. Fuck that pisses me off, but it's so cool. And that was something probably You're a fucking asshole. I would say but that I was, love it. That was a few sessions in where I realized what the treasure of Aether is. Uh and then I realized that it's somehow associated with the Cincinnati, which is a, a I don't think you figured this out in the game, but is a deity in uh, my world. I don't know no much about D&D. About. 
I just like that, I just that's, like that's one that's around. my own creation that I've just fallen in love with. I love the Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, she's a god of secrets, and that's why no one ever knows of her. Right. Yeah. Um, and so Fight I knew Club. I knew the treasure I knew the treasure of Aether is related to her in some way. And yeah. you did get that clue from the library as well. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah no that was it's you know it's it's taking the story that we're telling and figuring out what parts you're interested in what parts are really sticking for you yeah. and just pulling those along to fit with the other parts of the story i gotta say you're pretty good at this you know yeah <laughs> thank you that's 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 uh encouraging because i never know i never know until i get you know somebody saying it's like oh i had fun oh my if, god if i if dude. it was fun or not <laughs> dude like like I'm starting up a game, as you know, like with some friends and stuff like that, and we just had like, you know, we had a TPK, and I was playing, and and then I was like, uh, and you know, they're like, well, we can't really do the rest of my story, you know, the guy who was DMing, and oh right, right, yes, and so I went, and like you know, went around who wants to DM, who wants to do, and like no one was saying shit for like, honestly, no joke, two minutes, like I was watching the clock, and like people just kind of kept like shuffling their feet in the dirt and shit like that you know virtually and all that kind of shit and i was just like you know what i'll do it i'll dm and i gotta say you inspire me because we've talked about it before and we were talking about before we were recording this is that you have this world and i asked you about this last time you were here you have this world that we're playing in and i said hey man like how do you i was like do you have like previous adventures or or like or like you know like if we go to this hotel like you've got like this thing of like shit that happens and whatever and you kind of explained to me like you're like i've got a world and i've got things and like sure i have adventures and i have these things like in these spots and whatever but i always try to you know obviously curtail it to what's happening with the characters and play right. whatever but i do have a bag of tricks to play from so like if you guys do show up in this town and you want to go to this hotel yeah i have something in mind that i could do for you and i could probably run something similar to like what i did you know mm-hmm. years ago whatever and i was like dude I was a D I DM'd for over a hundred episodes. I've got Dewania. And right. before that red, right, right. the guy who created, you know, the world. Uh so there's a hundred and like thirty plus episodes because Caleb's got some solo episodes, we got some birthday stuff like all in that world. Like there's a hundred and thirty to hundred and forty hours worth of shit in this world, and I was like, I'll just go back and play in that sandbox. Like yeah. you inspired me. Yeah. Like you you're you're so good at what you do and and and, and it's such a, it's one of the coolest executive decisions where i go hey man this guy needs to come play with us because you know in every group you're like oh, i don't know if i want to fucking guy you know like who, who's this fucking sure, guy yeah. you know and, and and then like you know then i tried you out on him they're like dude like the same with dash i said dash once i and then like dash left the first time I'm like hey can, can you play with us always and it was pretty much the same with you and i was like you know, and so oh, like, yeah. and so like, I've learned so much from you, how you do things, how you, and we talk a lot. Like I ask you tons of questions, just like I text you tons of questions and you're always so cool and kind and, and, and giving and, and it's a, it's been a real pleasure this entire season. And it's, been, I, I'm, I was so looking for like, there's a reason and, and maybe you 
you I think you set the order of the 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 single episodes mm-hmm. uh, as, as far yeah, as who yeah. was playing when. I'm so happy you saved me to fourth because I wanted because I'm a visual learner and I'm an audio learner, so like I have to watch stuff in order to really really get it. I have to like understand what is going on. If I was the first person, we wouldn't have had this episode. Yeah. We wouldn't have had this I, session. I think, the, I think the order went really well. Having Dash as the first one. Because he goes with anything and he's a fucking yeah, maniac. It was, that was great. That taught me a lot and I changed a lot of what I was doing based on based on that first one. But And, and I was glad that you were, you were where we are now. Because yeah, you, you were here watching all of them and you kind of knew what to expect and and that I think made this whole whole thing run. I was so a excited. Lot smoother, yeah. Uh, uh, so now normally, yeah. uh, now normally, you run the metagame minute. So now you have a set of questions you've asked everybody else. Yes, I've monopolized yes. your time for fifteen twenty minutes. Let, yeah, let's let's get to the. Let, to the let's go into I, Alex. Uh, um, so introduce yourself. You, yeah, you start the let, metagame let's, minute let's over. Stop this. Um, you know, building Alex's ego up uh, session. Um, because that's not going to help anything. <laughs> uh, the first question I have that I've been asking everybody is, uh, or I will be asking everybody, is how is Riff, how does Riff feel about Zephyrus's situation, his death, and then his odd half-death uh, you know, place that he's in? So, Riff definitely, like, and at the time of uh, the recording of this, we're at episode 30. So we just went into that plane with that weird monster, the weird Kenku monster yeah. guy. And like three or four episodes before that, I went into the 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 chateau by myself and got fucked up by those dwarves. I yeah, think it was yeah. like episodes 25, 26, something like that. And now we're in episode 30. And we've talked about on the Metagame Minutes uh, and I've listened, you know, obviously I, I'm the show editor, so I listen to him. And Rhett or Dash has asked me a similar question, which is like, you've never really had any consequences to your actions. Right, right. How do yeah, you we feel? Because like the time that I got hit by that dwarf in like episode 26, honestly, I think that is the first time that's like 26 hours of, of, of gameplay or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I took damage. Yeah. The entire campaign. And then the second time has been, you know, was, was, was in the, the, the Kenku, you in know. The, in the sphere of annihilation. Yeah, the, yeah, the sphere of fucking let's get <laughs> fucked uh, of, of Alex, like, being like, hey, can you guys be team players or how, how, what's the deal here? Yeah. But, like, uh, um, sorry, what was your question again? Uh, your how are, how Riff's, is Riff feeling about uh, Zephyr's uh, situation? Zephyr's, you know? So during all of that, um, you know, Riff has you know Zephyrus has always been like, oh, you're a child and you're mm-hmm. you know uh, you know uh, Riffier and I will spank your bottom like you know, like he's, <laughs> he's 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 like he tries to be like a parent because he does I think he just doesn't know what else to do because he's not used to like this independent little like 11-year-old shit yeah, talker. Yeah. And so like but Riff has a huge fondness for Zephyrus. And you know, Riff uh and we've talked about it before is like, you know, I just based it this is how I describe it to people. I go Riff is Ang from the last airbender dressed like Kylo Ren with a little bit of his attitude mm-hmm. 
and also the cockiness of Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles. Sure, yeah. One because of the the Chucks, but two, just because Michelangelo is very playful and is just like... I'm a fucking badass, but then like he gets hit and he's like, oh fuck. Like he gets kicked in the fucking head. He's like, oh not cool. Yeah. And then he gets back up and starts fighting people, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And like those are the three things I really try to derive personality and character wise, like when I do riff. And so I do miss Zephyrus, but in gameplay, and we've sort of mentioned this at this point, you know, in other but within it's it's weird it's it's almost like back to the it's weird trying to think of the timelines because like you right. don't want to give shit away but i i know by now zephyrus is uh, you know zephyrus yeah, is with this, fucking yeah, dead it's been episodes um, uh it's been yeah it's been at like, i think 15 or 20 episodes yeah but um but within gameplay it's been two days right Right. So it's like we came back with Zephyrus's like gray corporeal body, stuck him in his bed. Next morning, we got up, went to the fucking tournament, beat the shit out of a bunch of motherfuckers, mm-hmm. one shit. And then we came back and it, it was more like, hey, uh, it's evening. We got to put him in his bed. We all went to sleep. We woke up. And then when we came back, other shit happened. And then something. And I think within 40, you know, two to three days. Now we're technically within the sphere of where we are, like as we're listening to this metagame minute. So Riff still sort of has an arrogance going, Oh, we're gonna figure it out. Gotcha. We're gonna figure it out like it's it's on the to-do list and and you'll he's, handle he's it. a fucking genie. Like, how can you kill air? Like <laughs> and like and like we heard from somebody like I think it was his his brother like somebody was mentioned here like somebody in one of the paintings walked down the fucking staircase or something it was Eben, like yeah yeah Eben is I do declare the, the, like the, yeah the real blah, genie and oh no and, Eben's more like this <laughs> no no but but it was like his brother showed up in one of the set oh, or or, or Gaston. the uncle Gaston thank you yeah yeah and, yeah yeah Gaston's the one that kind of set all of these but I think things and in then motion. like within that area you said like oh no he's just on this because we explained to Gaston this and he goes oh he's just on this plane so in Rift's right because like, he had Chimala found like, that he oh, was somewhere. okay I understand planes I understand like I saw shit in the fucking hole like we'll just yeah I don't know how we do it but we just. We go to the other plane, we grab his stupid ass, we bring him back, and he's like, I do declare I've been awakened in my bed. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No, I like that. I, 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 that's, I think, you know, other, other people I've, I've said something that's how riff, similar is. That's how Riff and Bit. See, the, the greatest thing about playing, like, the reason I chose to play a little kid, mm-hmm. especially, like, my first time back, because I haven't technically really played a character since season one, mm-hmm. which is back in 2017. So I played someone which is personality wise my strength, which is right. I have ADHD. It's I'm, always good to lean into that. I'm dyslexic. I I don't like taking notes. I'm out. Of, so I was like, play eleven year old kid who who wouldn't be paying attention unless people are paying attention to mm-hmm. them. And that's oh it. yeah. Okay, so yeah, next question. It's, it's always more difficult to try and play somebody that's you know very different from your personality. Um, and so, yeah, if I'm ever playing, I, I, I do say, I tend to, you know, go towards a very, which is why we're on Yamhorn 4.0, I think. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, or 3.0, maybe. And then my other question for you is, yeah. is since that we've began this, since, uh, we've been doing this season, um, is there anything about Rift's story that you thought was going to come up that you, that you haven't seen that you, you know, um, 
are surprised yet you know you had you kind of you kind of did it tonight you 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 did it tonight with the uncle thing because i wanted to my big thing is like i wanted to like go off on a solo adventure and find the treasure of aether like how i explained it to you in text i was like i was like here's how i envision it is <laughs> that you know my uncle is john voigt and i'm nicholas cage and this is national treasure yeah so i'm going to prove that the tr- the thing of you know the uh, treasure of aether exists and then i'll be like i will like bring my uncle back from like the like he wasn't a crazy guy like you know like that's how i explained it to you Mm -hmm. and then you fucked me tonight and you in the best way possible you fucked me real good alex and uh um (laughs) and you fucking I did not expect that. Like when you hear me be silent and you hear me just like, <laughs> yeah, no, that was surprising. <laughs> you hear me just sort of like in the microphone. Like, oh shit! What? Holy fuck! And like you, like <laughs> you didn't hear a lot of the shit. I was kind of like mumbling to myself because mm-hmm. we're so far away from each other. You know, where I think we're probably ten feet and socially distanced. You're yeah. welcome. But like, um, when you, if you go back and listen to this episode, I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> I just like I'm mumbling to myself and being like, Holy oh shit, fuck. oh fuck, yeah. And, I was I was very very excited, but but I'm I, sure like you also. Yeah. How was how was you? Because I mean, you know me as a player. I'm very animated, and like this entire time, like I act out stuff. Yeah, like like whenever like we're talking, like you say this person's here. So like I was like looking and pointing and doing mm-hmm. stuff. Like I acted out so I can sort of visually see it and make it a play for myself and have yeah. fun. But then I'm also like moving my body and stuff. You know, so for you as a DM to see me just like sit forward on my table and like my eyes go wide and I just have this shitty grin on my face. I'm not fucking saying shit. I'm I'm just mumbling to myself. What was that like when you were doing all the uncle shit? Because that was fucking that. Oh, that's my I'm going to tell you right now. That's my favorite D&D moment I've ever had. Nice. I when when the thought for that scene for that thing happening um, kind of came into my mind i was excited because i knew it was going to be just i you know hard hitting it was gonna gonna hit deep and and just kind of change things for you in a very fun way in a very interesting way um doing it though whenever you have those ideas and then doing it is always nerve-wracking like I, I part of how I prepare for you know these things is when I'm driving around. I just act out scenes in the car in the van while I'm working. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's you know I that's, that's I've how had I do that. so many conversations with myself in a car. Yeah, being like, okay, what if they did this or what if they you know like. I've caught so many people looking at me where I'm just like doing stuff. Luckily, I usually have like fucking headphones on. <laughs> yeah. So like, if I'm like doing stuff and I look over and like I see somebody looking at me weird, like I just kind of point to my headphones and I go back to like whatever. Yeah. But no, yeah. we're cut from the same cloth. But yeah, and, and and so so in the in the moment is always is is always tough when there's those scenes that you really want to make sure and do well, um, and have it feel organic. You know, like you're asking questions and I'm responding in certain ways. You're uh, very good at that. I will say this: like as a guy who has been around a lot of improvisers and taken a lot of improv classes and performed on improv shows and shit like that, and like Dash is way better at it than I am. He's he's such a good improviser. I love what he's I, I love him like I've gone to so many shows just because he's on it. 
Yeah. He's he's one of my favorite performers of all time. Mm-hmm. He makes me laugh. He's just he he's such a fucking silly goose and I love him to death. I got to say for all of these motherfuckers that like <laughs> I've been in improv class with and done shows with or watched them do shows or whatever, hands down your fucking top five, one of my favorite people to fucking go back and forth with because I can throw anything at you. And I tried a couple. <laughs> I, I think there's three different things that I tried with you specifically. I was like, I'm just going to see what he's going to say. I, it was it was because like, you know, you said, you know, you've you've prefaced all of all of us before we start recording with. And if it doesn't work out, I'm just going to fast forward. It's in a dream. We're going to fast right. forward. You know, you know, you have your little your spiel. And so I was like, I'm going to throw some. I three times specifically that I remember, I threw something at you, and you fucking went with it. And I was like, oh, this motherfucker, you're one of my favorite fucking people to play off against because you're very good at accepting whatever, and either you will nicely like be like halt, who mm-hmm. goes there, step aside, <laughs> or you go. Let's go down to fucking crazy town and let's yeah. go down the fucking drain. Oh, and man. either, either I'm totally fine with and I love you're one of my favorite people to go back and forth with and just fuck around with, like in a creative thing like this, mm-hmm. which is why I was so excited for my solo thing because, like, I just wanted to play. <laughs> and you're so fun to fucking, hey, you're, hey, if we were little kids, like, you're very fun to play with. <laughs> Can I go play at Bailey's? <laughs> no, you're very fun to play with, and we're going to have a fun dip after this. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. That's, again, building Alex's ego. Really going to help me. Um, You've yeah. got a final question, right, bud? Uh, those, are my, those are my big questions, yeah. Oh, was was that and, and um Oh, no, I guess... You like we were saying is is anything is is there something about your riff story that you thought we would get to that we haven't gotten to and you're saying yeah with the kind of wish the uncle with the thing uncle was that for big. sure but like how we resolved it like I'm very impatient as mm-hmm. a human being I am so goddamn impatient <laughs> I yeah. fucking hate like and that's and that's why I think part of the the inception of this idea was so exciting for me was because it it took that backstory that you know we've been talking about about riff and it it gave it a direction you know it's it took the the parts that are you know were, were i think maybe vague and solidified them in that Picus was a you know a fuck up and some part of him is somewhere else i loved it and also so something else is happening there's some mystery that is tied to this real world body of Picus. yeah the tree and thing the, and the roots and, and the, the yeah <laughs> the Cincinnati is very associated uh, with trees. Uh, um, yeah. And so that's, you know, part of that was why I was excited about that scene was because I knew it makes it me would distill a lot of that uh, backstory in, into something that you could take and run with. It makes me as riff think differently or it makes me as Bentley think differently about riff going like, Okay, so the treasure of Aether wasn't what I thought it was, if it's anything at all. And then we've got this tree root shit that I'm not supposed to be able to fucking draw, but I'm seeing the, you know, I'm seeing the vision from Alistair, and then like I'm talking to my uncle in the vision, but I'm also still riff at the time. So am I on the same plane that Zephyrus is on, which is also why like I'm even <laughs> Even though that 
Zephyrus died because of my confidence earlier that we could beat this fucking stupid bird. <laughs> now, like, my confidence is back, baby. And, like, I go, like, I wonder if, I wonder if, um, like, it was, you know, if it all meant something, if it was, if it was all, like, you've, you saw what happened, and then now you've like fucking you know shout out to Rhett Reisenfels, uh, retconned, um, <laughs> you know this thing to like maybe we get Zephyrus back, or at least we put Zephyrus to peace in a dimension. You know it. You know who knows what Rhett wants to do if he wants to play him or not. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like we put him to bed in a proper respectful way resolve the story yeah yeah whether it's him coming back as the character or or him being fucking put into a shallow grave (laughs) but uh but no i love this shit and i could sit here and talk to you for fucking hours about it and we should get the fuck out of here because it's late you should go home and this is the longest metagame minute ever it's probably 30 minutes i mean we're we gotta outdo each one every time it's gonna increasingly get longer soon they're gonna be longer than the episodes no 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 mine will be the longest (laughs) everyone else's will be shorter but i got yeah but still yeah but one more time since since episode one in case how dare you um but in case i wasn't clear enough this was the most fun I've ever had playing D anD. d Yeah, this was very good. It very was the fun. most fun I've ever had. The twists and turns, the things that I've like, I picked up on from you. I'm going to take into my game that I'm going to start DMing. Yeah, it's, and that's yeah, that's how you DM is you you steal all those t- those tricks everyone else does. I'm stealing all your shit yeah. because you're the best, and I'm so happy that it was my idea to bring you in. You heard it here first, and. Uh, all the kudos to Alex. Thank you guys Thank all you. very much for listening. Alex, you're in charge now. Take us out however you want. I'm out of here. Hey, refer your nine pound showers. Uh, well, thank you guys for joining us again. The Metagame Minute, the longest Metagame Minute, I'm sure. Uh, we will see you next Monday for Scories, number three in the lineup. Scory Story. Grab your swords and keep on adventuring. Story, story. <laughs>